Welcome in. You are listening to another episode of KeepTheChange.co.nz's Money Mail. And I am back, baby, back in the country after a couple of weeks getting through Singapore, Sydney. Well, Bali first, then Sydney. How could I leave out Bali? What am I thinking? I'll tell you what, I don't think I am fully thinking straight yet. After a couple of weeks away, it's been funny. I've said to people, it's almost like you need a holiday after your holiday. And people have agreed. So maybe you can relate to that. But I have found it a little bit hard to get back into the rhythm. However, I am looking forward to that. I did a podcast yesterday for you that will be out next week. Mike, you and I are sitting back down in the weekend. Now, I am sitting in my office uh, when I should actually be probably landed, I'd say, yeah, by now, in New Plymouth, speaking at the Wellbeing Conference. But of course, you know, the world doesn't always give you what you want. Uh, You have to be able to stay on your feet and get through it. I'm halfway to the airport and get the old app notification from uh, Do We Care NZ and it says flight cancelled and that means that I couldn't make it down there in time to be able to speak. So I felt really sorry for the lady who's organised this event. It's been so many emails, so many things to pull together. I've run events myself. And when it all just gets stripped out from underneath you, you have to make a lot of uh, decisions. And it's interesting that uh, that's where my brain goes now. You know, she had to speak to the CEO. The CEO is probably then going to have to make a big a number of calls of like, what do we do? We've got all these people coming. They've paid to be here. They've got these expectations. Um, but this is like this is life. And I think as well, you know, people will mug off how much CEOs get paid and articles and stuff like that. But you know, you've got to be able to think on your feet and change and make a number of decisions. And when you start to increase your income and your seniority or your decision making, if, if you're wherever you, you are in the hierarchy as such, then, you know, you've got to be able to, you get rewarded for your ability to uh, remain agile and make decisions and things like that. And they have big uh, consequences. So, if you can get better at decision making, you can probably become more valuable. So I think there's a good lesson in there for all of us as well, if you can improve your decision making. But when did you learn about decision making at school or having a framework for it? Or how can you make decisions faster? What things stop you from making decisions? Why do you make decisions so slowly, whereas other people make them quickly? If you can learn more about yourself, uh, you can probably increase some of your value there. So there's your first tangent for you. Uh, It got me thinking about that sort of stuff as my flight got cancelled this morning. But I am speaking via Zoom later on, so we'll knock out a bit of work this morning, go and nail that. Now, I'll tell you a bit more about my travels and my trials and tribulations from those trips um, in the few podcasts after this one and some, some tales of Mikey as well. But we'll get through some money mails that I'm now behind on to start with. So I hope you've been keeping well. I hope you've been doing your learning. This is sort of focused off of the back of the 2 Text You webinar, which I recorded before I left. And I know a number of you have watched or listened to that. The key is to take action. And this is why I think New Zealand is partly in a bit of a rut that we're in is that for a lot of us we don't want to take action we haven't had to for some time we've forgotten how to we can't be fucked the pain point's not hard enough we'll just wait and see what happens why should I someone should do it for me all of that shit at the moment people are getting brutal lessons that 
that ain't going to work. And that's why I've called this Money Mail 174, New Zealand's cost of inaction crisis, because you're being told, you know, we've got a cost of living crisis. And remember, it wasn't that long ago that we were, the media, sorry, were quizzing our Prime Minister, uh, do you think it's a crisis? No, I wouldn't want to use that word, etc., etc. Some of the public were getting a bit upset that that wasn't being, you know, allowed, but the word crisis is probably designed to bring out a lot of emotion, so it's perfect uh, to be able to constantly talk about the cost of living crisis. But I think for a lot of us, we have uh, a cost of inaction crisis. Now, this should be no news to you if you've gone through uh, the two ticks webinar, but towards the back end of this money mail, we're going to look at what some people have done. And I'd love to hear your stories too, because at the end of the webinar, I said I wanted to hear them and I need to be able to use those examples for other people to be inspired because everybody's at different parts of their journey. So not everyone's going to listen to me and go, okay, well, you know, easy for him to say, etc. That's That's what they're going to think. But, and even I had a client tell me that yesterday. They're like, you know, literally thought, when you were telling me to do all these things and this will work, I'm like, yeah, easy for you to say, but now I get what you really meant. Not just because of this webinar, but because of some of the other podcasts that they were listening to. Now, you can be inspirational for other people by the actions that you'll take where someone goes like, oh, I could probably do that too. But you explain it in a way that I can't, or you did something that I don't need to do or don't need to do anymore, but... That's the key piece that speaks to one person and they go, brilliant, like that's the one thing that I need to do and then they get back into the snowball of taking action. Now we say, do you want more money in your back pocket? Because that's what the two leaders, well the two next Prime Ministers to be, whether it be Chris Hipkins uh, to remain and hold the title or Chris Luxon, they're probably going to be it, right? Maybe unless there's some sort of change before the 14th of October where one of them stand down or something but you do not need to wait uh, until the election because many Kiwis now work from home a lot but are too scared to ask their employer for a tax-free allowance of max $27 per week. Now that's instantly bigger I'm pretty sure than what both political parties are going to give you. Trevi recently stated that three quarters of Kiwis have $1,400 of unused stuff around their house. No doubt, No doubt Kiwis are too scared lazy to sell it in action right? Every year, hundreds of thousands of Kiwis don't claim back 33% of their school donations or charity donations because they can't be bothered. In action. Over a million Kiwis failed to claim $423 million in KiwiSaver top-ups in 2022. In action. Well, I don't like KiwiSaver. I don't want to do that. I forgot to kick it in before 30 June. Kiwis won't ring their bank and ask for support or close accounts. Cards that they don't need to save fees. In action. We won't even ring our bank and ask for a better interest rate. Hint. The bank don't want you to leave. No. Bugger that, too scary, in action. People won't take three minutes to search the unclaimed money register to see if they're owed anything, in action. However, I tell you what, this has been the two main pieces of feedback post the webinar have been people doing that and being surprised that they've got some money owed to them or someone in their family. And it's a bit of a process to get it back, as with anything, because you've got to be able to prove that it's definitely yours and whatnot. But it's... It gets you taking action, and that's the main thing. The second thing is people selling shit on Trade Me. Now, I think that why people do those two is that the first one's easy, right? Oh, search the unclaimed money register. This seems like I have to do minimal fucking input, but potentially good outcome and good output. So that's what humans are best at, right? What's the least possible that I could do to get the maximum possible reward? Now, that's what 
is keeping you stuck in the like, oh, one of these political parties will save me because they know that. And they're like, oh, we're going to solve it for you. We're going to give you relief. And we're helping Kiwi family. I can't even remember all these slogans and shit. It's getting so bloody intertwined these days. But they know that you want stuff and you don't want to do anything to get it. That plays to our like, oh, okay, everything's going to be sweet. And yeah, why should I have to do it? But that's probably why people search the unclaimed money register first, right? It's easy. It's low friction. And maybe we're, it's exciting. And maybe we're owed something. And then people are like, okay, well, I'm going to take a bit of action. Let's sell some shit around the house. But the examples then drop off when it comes to hard conversations with your bank, with your utility providers. It's usually then the utility providers. The odd one, then there's a bank one. Uh, every now and then there's a, a credit card balance transfer or something like that, and I didn't realize I could do that. But I was going to say 80, but probably 90% of them are unclaimed money, selling shit that they don't need. But the cool thing about selling shit you don't need is it usually then flows into more action. The snowball rolls and they sell the second thing, the third thing. One person said, I tallied it up, I've sold over $60,000 worth of shit over the last three years. So the reason that we did this webinar is to get people thinking into the future and taking action and building the snowball again and getting it kicked down the mountain. Because we know that that's where more is going to happen by building that momentum. Whereas the politicians are just going to give us some form of change and then we're going to just move our lives back to roughly around that and then go, oh, well, let's wait three years again and see what happens or what's going to come in the next budget or whatever. And you, that's like the cycle that you're going to live your life in. And you have to wait for that stuff to happen to you. Now, we want to take action and make things happen for us for ourselves because then we can teach other people how to do that and we can learn okay I don't need to be too worried about that stuff over here because I'm more in control people don't want you to have control so then you're easily controllable oh you sound like a fucking conspiracy theorist Luke just think through that critically and go like you know that you know what like that kind of makes sense you know for people that have got a lot of control of over their life there's a high chance they probably don't even want to go and vote or aren't even too interested in what fucking either political party you're going to give to them because they don't need that to be the determinant of how good or bad their life is going to be. Yep, sure, they probably may still go and vote and you know that's the, the thing to do and whatnot, but they're probably less like emotionally wound up by the result of the election in terms of what they're going to get out of it is it $23, is it 27 is it the childcare thing, than people who have full delegated their hopes and dreams that a government is going to make, it's going to be the determinant of, and their decisions are going to be the determinant of like how good their life feels. At some stage, I'd encourage you to try and live outside of that lane for some time. You might decide it's not for you, and then go back to the government thing and hit and hope every year for a good budget and uh, you know cool results that are just purely in your favour um, at each election. But you know, to be honest, like, isn't that selfish? Oh, you didn't say that, did you, Luke? Isn't that a little bit selfish, just hoping that a budget and an election each time is good for you? <sighs> right, mate, fucking tone it down. Anyway, let's get back to this bloody 2 ticks you webinar with some examples as well. Now, I said Kiwis won't press the utility providers for a better deal or a non-leaving incentive, but people are doing some of these things. And if you have like a framework that you use or the things that you said, feel free to send them to me in an email and I can include it in that document that people have downloaded 
from doing the webinar. Now, in October, hundreds of thousands of Kiwis, possibly even millions, are going to vote purely based on what cash they'll get in their wallet. Fill your boots, you do you, all power to you. But you don't need to wait. There is a stack of money sitting right in front of you, if only you'd take action. I hosted the webinar discussing some of the above options as well as a number of others. My challenge to myself was simple. Could I find attendees more than $50 a week to beat the two times Chris's promises? For a number of people, that will be easily achieved, but they'll need to take action. I showed them what to say and how to look at themselves as a character they can control rather than getting stuck in their own heads. If you haven't watched that webinar, you will learn something because there's actually a lot about mindset and I've just haven't gone, hey guys, this is a mindset podcast uh, uh, webinar as well. We're going to go run through some of these principles. I've basically built them into it and you'll learn about them and how valuable they are too and they can actually be applied applied to other areas of your life. Now at the time of writing this, 1,100 people registered and then I turned off the registrations. 225 people actually showed up. 750 views of the replay so far, it's gone uh, past that and obviously now people are getting the audio version to get them started too. But don't just get the audio version and then not take any action. Be like, oh yeah, I listened to another podcast. No, like that's what's happening now with podcasts. How many can you fucking listen to in a day and stuff? Yeah, but what notes did you take? What action did you take? Don't just consume for consumption's sake. If you want to catch a replay, keepthechange.co.nz forward slash two ticks you. Now, we are in a cost of living crisis, as I said at the start. You can't help but be told this every week. Unfortunately, crises create anxiety. Fortunately, action is the antidote to anxiety. Like, imagine if you just accepted that that is the case for a lot of your anxiety. Fuck. Action is the antidote to anxiety. Imagine learning one thing. Okay, great. Every time I'm anxious, what is some form of action I can take to try and decrease that feeling? Oh, that's not how anxiety works, Luke. What if it is for you? What if it is for me? Don't tell me that ain't how it fucking works. Tell you what, I've been anxious since coming back from this fucking holiday compared to when I was on holiday. Do you know what's helped? Writing down some shit that I know I need to do that's making me feel anxious and then taking some action on it. So, you know, it works for me. Might not work for you. But don't shit on other people's ways that they use to deal with the things that they are dealing with. You don't need to wait for an election to take action. Like I say, you need stronger reasons. Now here's one for you. In the last six years, we've had one government and two prime ministers, one female, one male. Pretty good diversity. Your purchasing power decreased by over 18%. Ouch. Now in the last 25 years, we've had four governments and six prime ministers, three female, three male. Still good diversity between national, labour, male, female, your purchasing power decreased by over 45%. The sooner you realise inflation is working against you every single day, you just might turn to action rather than your favourite politician. Don't mistake a cost of living crisis for a lack of action crisis. Action is the antidote to anxiety. Take some. Now what I mean by that, why I'm, I'm showing you that is that You've heard me talk about reasons before, about having stronger reasons, and I don't think, like if you could just unwind yourself from how emotionally pent up everyone is about this coming election at the moment, and which way you're going to vote, and like all that stuff, and just go, okay, think about this longer term, the governments, whoever's in charge, continue to decrease our purchasing power, and that is shown in this data over the last three years by 18%, over the last 25 years by 45%. If you're not finding ways to combat that, it's really not going to fucking matter who ends up in government. You're still going to find it tricky to get ahead and to understand finance and money 
and what's going on. You didn't learn about that stuff, you didn't care to, completely sweet, but there are now resources to do that. There's a massive podcast from Mikey and I around understanding inflation that takes you through that in in-depth detail. But just know that every day your money is becoming worth less due to inflation and the purchasing power of your dollar being eroded. So you want to understand that and remember, great, you might have voted the right way last time. So you're the winner and you can tell your mates, oh, ha ha, I voted for the right one. And then the next one, oh, I didn't. Oh, damn, I went this way. And who cares? Whatever happens, whatever party is there, in 25 years, you're still going to look back. Someone's going to be doing whatever podcasting is in 25 years saying, wow, did you realize that the purchasing power decreased by 40 something percent? Holy shit. Like that's probably why that person brought that or they stored their wealth in that or they focused on increasing their income and all those types of things. So please, you know, use this data to encourage yourself to take action and hopefully that can make you feel like you're a bit more in control. You've got some hope, you've got some understanding and you're not oblivious to how these things are happening out there and then you are thinking the next election will just fix everything and change everything. Now, interesting, last night I saw some sort of article or poll about how I think at the start of the year, say like 20-something percent of people um, thought that the economy was going to improve over the next 12 months. Now it's like doubled. Uh, it's 40-something it's percent or 40%, but it's a, it's a big increase. And I just, I'm like, what, like what has created that change? What are people feeling to think that it's going to be way different? You know, I'm thinking, holy shit, they've seen the price of oil? Uh, probably not, probably haven't seen what, what's happening with that. They've seen how inflation's not like, maybe it's we've like peaked with inflation, it's coming back the other way, because uh, interest rates haven't turned, they're still, going, uh, they're still going up or staying about where they are, but maybe it's house prices too. I think we've been told we've had the bottom and now it's increasing. Kiwis love to tie their wealth and their thoughts around the economy back to house prices, but yeah, pretty confusing. But anyway, let me. Or is it that oh, it's there's at the moment statistically said that there'll be a change in government. People are thinking, well, they're national. That's what they tell you that they can. another stronger economy builder and stuff. And so people think that. So they're like, okay, great, national. We're going to get in. So they're going to sort this economy out. Can they? Will they? Who knows? Have to wait and see. You know, I uh, I'm not going to hope that that's what they can do. I'm going to figure out how I can keep getting closer to my goals and not be upset if they can't achieve those things. Now here's some things that people who watch the webinar did. On mortgage interest rates, when I mentioned that I had a, a broker, I heard a broker had better rates for me, probably because they're going to change banks, my offer on my loan refixing suddenly became cheaper with my bank. Simply saying to the bank, hey, I might, before I lock in these rates, I might go and speak into a broker. Oh, okay, well, you know, before we do that, how about we do this at rate instead? Uh, this person got a $350 credit and a better deal with Mercury because they called up and asked for a new customer deal or told them they'd leave if not. $350 credit towards their power. Uh, this one just told a mate about the unclaimed money register and they've now got 2 k coming their way that they never knew they had. The best one of these I've had is about 84 k We are listening uh, listing items on Marketplace ASAP. This person says, month end has helped me to see the bigger picture and now I have a net worth target. Those are some very early money mail principles from over three years ago. If you're not doing that, 
that will help you keep your mind on your money every month and you can act like a business and start to see yourself like a business too, have a effectively a cash flow forecast and have a balance sheet and you'll be doing principles of business and NZX listed companies and understand your money to a completely different degree that you even thought was possible. Uh, this person did a dummy 30k dump onto my house loan and it says save one year, five months and 17k in interest. Crazy. And we have 30k sitting in an account collecting dust from a rainy day. That was live from the podcast because people were talking about um, stacking term deposits to earn interest to then give them a payday after tax so that they basically were like, well, yeah, okay, if I did this, then per week I'd end up with more than what the, either of these two political parties are going to save me anyway. And then we're talking about people who may have a mortgage and so paying that down faster uh, if they had some savings sitting around that they weren't doing anything with. And this person used a reverse, well, used a mortgage, uh, early mortgage payment calculator to figure out what would that save them in terms of interest and time. And they've got 30K saved. Great. You know, not everyone does, right? But it's saved uh, 17K in interest. So they're thinking, well, shit. You know, why do we have so much sitting in the savings account? Maybe let's deploy some of it to pay back to clear some of this debt to save us over a year off of our mortgage. And this stuff, again, like it's designed to get you thinking and then taking action. So that's the action that they've gone away and taken. Stop worrying about what everyone else is doing. Get those school donations claimed. Sell our boat that we don't use. Love that. I had someone yesterday tell me about how they're going to sell all the bikes in their house, thousands of dollars tied up in bikes. They're like, we don't use them. The kids don't use them. We used to have this dream of riding together as a family, cycling. It never happens. What are we doing? We actually want to go on a family holiday. Let's sell all of those bikes. So this has kicked them into actually taking some action, and they're probably going to be able to now go on holiday sooner or go and share an experience together and enjoy that time together and do it faster or maybe larger uh, or even you know make sure they don't have to go into debt to do it who knows that's completely their life but again they're taking action uh, straight after the webinar last night I sat my husband down oh shit look out sorry to your husband if you're listening uh, and talked about moving our dollars we were gifted a large sum and it has sat idle in our current account for months now interesting if you listen to the podcast with Linda Moore you know women will tend to not take action because they're scared of losing money, uh, probably a little bit more than men. Uh, those are not like my data, I probably explained it wrong, but you know, that's I'm not having a go at this person, but that's what they're saying. You know, they've realized, well, we've got this cash sitting idle, uh, and that because they're probably scared to take some action to deploy it, like, what do they do with it? So, finally, divided it up and put a good amount in a notice saver at 5.35% to whack on the mortgage when the first chunk rolls off of our low rates, which are less than 3% in May next year. That action looks like it will net us an extra 2 k in interest by then, which is not an insignificant extra repayment to make, so thank you for spurring us into action. Awesome. You know, they have literally just made 2 k that they wouldn't have made if they didn't come to the webinar. By the time they get to May, they'll then take that, they'll decrease their mortgage with an extra repayment as well. So they're using the bank's money, interest, after tax, and they're then going to pay down their mortgage faster than what they could have anyway. So then that's going to snowball into further of a saving as well. So there will be something uh, in this webinar that gets you thinking about what you could be doing. Your webinar replay got me thinking the other day. So this weekend, I'm listing a whole heap of shit from around the house on Marketplace. Ha, 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 freeing up some cash. 
there's something in there for everybody, but it just takes us to take some form of action. So it's up to you. Do you want to take action or blindly believe that your life is going to be dramatically financially better on the 15th of October? Or was it the 1st of April that some of those changes came in? Oh, actually, I think it was the 1st of April 2026 for some of them. Oh, hang on. I think some are nationals of the 1st of July. Fuck, I don't know. Do you? No. So start today. You've got it in you. I believe you can do it. Anything on the 14th of October, 1st of April or the 1st of July is just a bonus. Oh, cracked it my buddy. Hi there. Got a wee while to go through puberty guys, still getting there. Now that's how I look at these things. Whatever happens in an election is a bonus. The way I look at it is like a game and the rules could change. Are the rules are going to change? Can I change the way I'm playing the game uh, or am I going to have to do more or do things differently? You know, how do I respond to those things? I just get on with it. I'm not going to be two-faced. Who ends up uh, in government? You know, I think it's so funny that so many people are just losing their minds about not voting for, for Labour and they're at their like, lowest thing for six years or something. And it's like, well, three years ago, one and two Kiwis were voting for them. So where have all those people gone? Like, what? That just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, surely... Surely you don't just vote for your political party and go, okay, well, over the next three years, you'll be able to fix everything. Like, have you fixed all your life issues in three years? Take me a bit longer than that, and I'm still going. So it's just such a weird concept. Then three years later, people are like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm going to go the other way. But last three years ago, if you came around to my house, you know, I bloody, you, you, I would have done some bad shit to keep Labour in, in, in power. You know, they're just the perfect. They could have done everything. But just in three years, you're like, nah, don't do that anymore. And I don't say that as like someone's like, you know, you should continue to vote for them. Just like, fuck, it's just stop, like just stop with it all and just focus on what you can do for a while for three to six years, for two political terms. You know, look at your own life in some political terms and go, what could I do with it if I committed to doing some of these things and made some promises to yourself like the politicians are going to do to you and actually do them week in, week out and stick to it for three to six years, give yourself three terms, like most governments will. This will be the first time that a government, if Labour don't end up in, uh, don't last three political terms, which is usually around nine years, a decade of work. Now, what could you do in nine years of your life if you took consistent action? Ten years, six years even. You could do a stack load more than what you realise. So again, this has hopefully been a reminder don't put too weight, too much weight and emphasis into hoping that everything's just going to get like magically better after this election. It's going to get magically better when you have strong reasons to make decisions which lead you to take consistent action over time and you become somebody who you knew you could but it's just been a struggle to get there and then you encourage and inspire a shit ton of other people. See you in the next episode of Money Mail. It's good to be back. Already tell me what the word is.